0: first one we're going to hear is Appeal Number 22-1136, C.R. Bard Incorporated versus Medical Components Incorporated, Ms. Sullivan.
1: Good morning, Your Honors, and may it please the Court. Kathleen Sullivan for the Appellant Bard. The three Bard patents at issue here claim power-injectable ports that are readily identifiable after implantation beneath the skin through radiographic markers, in the case of the 302 and 022 patents, or by a palpable structural feature, a concave surface as claimed in the 615 patent. Now the district court legally erred by holding the challenged patents, patent claims here ineligible as printed matter. It was legal error, and I need point the court no further than its own prior decision in the in the 2020 case of Bard versus Angiodynamics, at 979 F3rd 1372, to show that this was legal error, and that case is controlling here. I'd like to start with why it's controlling on Alice Step 1.
0: Uh, can, can we just start with a couple other questions? We're, we're familiar with angiodynamics, and we uh, we see the, you know, the correspondence with the facts of this case. For the 302 and 022 patent claims, can you paint a picture for me in terms of what these radiographic markers look like on the claimed port assembly?
1: Yes, Your Honor. Support with a housing? Support with a housing and a septum so that the port can create a reservoir to allow the injection of fluid intravenously. So the port that that what is claimed is alphanumeric radiographic markers that are opaque to x-rays. So when the x-ray the ports underneath the skin... You're going to inject the fluid into the port. Right. It's the
0: message that I'm most interested in. Yes, Your Honor. What that looks like on the housing.
1: Alphanumeric symbols. I I know an example is the letters CT. Yes, Your Honor. Right.
0: Are they painted onto the housing? Is it some kind of, I don't know, um, brass plaque that's riveted
1: onto the side of the housing? What, what does it look like? Your, Your Honor, the, the key in, in any embodiment, the key is it's opaque to an X-ray. So whether painted or etched or attached, it's opaque to x ray. So the point is the practitioner, so tip, if you have a chemotherapy patient who's going under a CAT scan, many practitioners will work over the per, on the person in the course of the person's treatment any practitioner will see CT pop up because it's opaque. to the Right, but
0: I, I'm just the, the inherent nature of radiopaque material. I'm just trying to understand. Will it look like some kind of three-dimensional substance that's somehow attached to, embossed onto the, the side of the housing?
1: It's on the bottom of the housing, Your Honor, sure. and the, 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 the point is the CT will be visible, and it doesn't matter whether it's in two dimensions or three, because the minute the CT is observable through the X-ray, you know that port is power injectable. Right. I, Can I, I, I'm trying to understand
0: if this is a structural element or not. Should I be thinking yes. of this message, a numeric message, as a structural element? Or yes. should I think of it more like what we understand traditionally to be printed matter, which is ink on a page, you know written in words and numbers.
1: Yes, Your Honor. It's absolutely a structural element. We don't dispute that the message conveyed is part of the patent. The patent enables a port to, in effect, say to the practitioner, hello, I'm power injectable, which is very important so you don't blow up the port in the patient's body and cause serious injury. We don't dispute that there's printed matter with respect to the message conveyed. What we do dispute is that the claims are directed solely to the message conveyed. They're directed to the combination of the message conveyed and the structural element, the radiographic markers, that enable that message to be conveyed. And that's what makes this on all fours with the Alice Step 1 analysis in the court's prior decision can in NGO I, Let me
0: ask you a, a different hypothetical. What if we had this very port assembly and you took a pen and you scrawled CT on the bottom of the housing of that assembly.
1: Totally different, Your Honor. It would be printed matter. It would be printed matter. We we still we, we don't dispute that pure labeling cases a pure label, a pure okay. stamp supposing on the, the meat.
2: Supposing the pen contained radio opaque material,
1: then it would be claimable, Your Honor, because then you're providing the means of conveying the message as part of the claim. But but
0: let's let's assume that standard ink and a standard pen happens to be. Radio pay. Then, you're, on one hand, you're just writing CT on the side of a, of a port. On the other hand, yes, you can see the letters CT when you do an x-ray of a patient. Uh, in that sense, you know, I think we already agreed it's printed matter, so why wouldn't that fact pattern be uh, a problem under the printed matter doctrine?
1: Your Honor, that fact pattern would still not be a problem under 101. It might be a problem under 103, but 103... I I guess what I'm getting back to the
0: angiodynamics opinion, I know you want to get back to that. I do, Your Uh, Honor. Our court, we we made this uh, distinction, this division between the information to be conveyed uh, and then the means for conveying that information. Yes, Your Honor. And we said the radio-opaque material or substance or element is the means for conveying the information, and that is okay, and that is an element that gets patentable weight. But the information to be conveyed does not. Correct, Your Honor. Um, But in all our printed matter cases, you know, we've never said, oh, you know, the ink is uh, the means for conveying the information. And and so, therefore... um, you know, that will get patentable weight, but the information that is being conveyed by the oh, ink yes. does not get patentable weight. And and so, as you can see, that's why I am trying to explore with you what would happen if ink in a standard pen scrawled onto the bottom of the housing of a claimed port that happens to also be radio opaque would not suffer from the same problems under the Printed Matter Act.
1: So, Your Honor, let me give two answers. We're just
0: talking about patentable weight right now. We
1: can get to 101 next. First, still would have patented weight to the extent it's functionally related to the substrate. Now, there might be a question about functional relationship. There, There's none we believe in our case. But, Your Honor, you might have a problem with the pen at 103 if you talk about it as an obvious combination. But the second answer, Your Honor, and this is crucial here the ink might be observable to the naked eye. We think ink plus printed matter on a, on a label, like in AstraZeneca or a number of your prior labeling cases. Ink that's just observable to the human eye, you couldn't turn that into the means that takes you out of printed matter. But these are letters, alphanumeric characters, that are not visible to the naked eye. And the means here is the X-ray technology that enables them to be visible, and that is precisely the means that this court found in Alpha dynam- in 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 wait, wait, wait. angiodynamics. In, in
2: angiodynamics, though, uh, the patent was a little different, wasn't it? Uh, you had uh, uh, two device patents and one methods patent.
1: Correct, Your Honor, and we only have meth- we only have device patents here.
2: Uh huh. And And it seems to me that the analysis in angiodynamics goes off on the methods patent.
1: It it, it does not, Your Honor. Angiodynamics, with respect, goes off with respect to the two apparatus patents on precisely the reasoning we urge the court to adopt here. And, Your Honor, if I could just point, Your Honor, to the 417 patent, claim one in the angiodynamics case, it claimed a radiographic marker perceivable via X-ray that's in Hike Verba, the same as our claims, which claim a radio pack alphanumeric message observable through interaction with an X-ray well, How is that, that pat-
2: patently different?
1: How is it patently different, Your Honor? Well, it's, it's the uh, alpha angiodynamics. were we, We've added alphanumeric message. I, I want to point out a very important point, Your Honor. Remember, our patents that are here also came up to the court. They came up from the PTAB, and this court reversed, and they went back to the PTAB, and I think this is a very important point about our patents. When it went back to the PTAB, Your Honor, they issued certificates of re-exam as to all the relevant claims of all three of our patents, the 302, the 022, the 615, have all been found patentable, Your Honor. So there's a prior ruling, Judge Wallach, that our patent claims here are patentable. It came up to this court, the court reversed the PTAB, it went back, and did I could respectfully... matter come
0: re- up in that? Sorry, Your Honor? Did printed matter come up in it that? It did not, no, Your Honor. It
1: did, it did okay. not, and, and this court reserved on that question, but the point I'm making here is Judge Wallach asked me how they were patentably different. The PTAB has already found patentability. We give you the opinion there in, in the blue brief at page 11, footnote 1. So I was just trying to take care of Judge Wallach's question. Judge Chen, to come back to your question... Our key point here is that means, when the means is the claim, and the means is part of what makes the patent a contribution here, if I could respectfully, Your Honor. uh, I believe Your Honors have already found, if you look at page 1384 of the NGO Dynamics uh, decision, that it was an addition to knowledge, that it was an addition to knowledge. That What made it practically useful here was that these letters that are etched on the housing, were perceptible by X-ray. That is an addition to knowledge because it makes it readily you know, identifiable.
0: Uh, you just said etched, and that again, I'm, I'm struggling with figuring out how to understand in my mind what these what the radiographic messages look like.
1: So, Your Honor, in the embodiment in the figures in the patent, it shows them as inscribed, I, I, I don't think it matters whether the embodiment is painted, etched, inscribed. The point is it's opaque to an X-ray and in any means, in any variation on that means, it's opaque to the X-ray. But, Your Honor, if I could just point to what I was quoting from page 1384, what this court said makes the patent uh, particularly useful is that the radiographic uh, marker in the claimed invention Allows the implanted device to be readily and reliably identified via x-ray as used during a CAT scan. So, Your Honor, what, it, what is the means here is, it, it is absolutely part of what the invention is about. We think we went also at step two because that is an inventive concept. There were no power injectable
3: ports. Can me in- just ask you this? And I know we're bound by angiodynamics and it looked at it under the ALICE rubric, but why is the ALICE rubric relevant to a printed matter case. Alice has been used to talk about abstract ideas and laws of nature and things like that. Printed matter has always been used in 102 and 103, not 101. So it baffles me why we're talking about printed matter as an implicit exception to patentability under 101. And and the analysis just doesn't seem to fit to me.
1: Well, Your, Your Honor, uh that issue was raised and decided by Angiodynamics. Well, I know,
3: but let's just assume, I'm just interested to hear what you have to say about that. Absolutely, let's just Your assume Angiodynamics does not exist and we were the first panel trying to decide whether to pl- apply Alice yes. to print and matter. Absolutely, Your Honor. What's the rationale for applying it? It seems like then it turns every patent inquiry into this 101 thing is what's the inventive concept yes. and and then apply the Alice step two, the two step thing, but that's not what Alice in, in that line of cases is for, is they've been generally confined to abstract ideas and laws of nature, haven't they?
1: Your Honor, I think that, uh, if I could just go back to NFISH, this isn't, the connection is through the concept of reading the patent claim as a whole, which of course was this court's, you know, very important piece of the Enfish holding. To read it as a whole, I think, in a way, angiodynamics just applies ENFISH because it says, read the patent as a whole. All right, it's got some printed matter. We, we accept that the message, hi, my, I'm power injectable that's coming from the port, we agree that message <clears throat> might fit the old definition of printed matter in the 102, 103 cases. But the key thing angiodynamics does, just like ENFISH, it says read the claim as a whole. And as a whole, this is claiming a means, a structure, a port, radiographic markers that are structures, and they're not perceptible to well, the
3: You know, I get that, and that's what angiodynamics says in terms of it. But you didn't really answer my question about why we're even looking at this in terms of one And I'm sure you've read ENFISH more recently than I have, but it, I don't recall... Anything about print and matter your, in that case it was an
0: abstract idea case
1: absolutely your honor and we would and and can I also just mention that in angiodynamics itself angiodynamics raised a number of abstract ideas arguments based on secured mail and other cases in this court squarely rejected them there was angiodynamics considered but rejected any abstract idea analysis. I think, Your Honor, that you know, there's a serious question whether printed matter ever should have been incorporated into the 101 analysis. But now that it's law of the circuit, I think it is reconcilable with your Alice precedence because it's it's a variation on Enfish. Look at the claim as a whole. When you look at the claim as a whole here, it claims structures means not just the message conveyed, and that's all you need to reverse at Alice Step One. Um, can I just ask? We've got this litigation. We've got the litigation
0: with angiodynamics, and then we have yet a third litigation with Judge Nielsen. Correct, Your Honor. And
1: everything's been stayed pending the court's resolution of this okay. matter. And are all those patents related patents? Yes, Your Honor. So we have a
0: proliferation of patent claims about radiographic messages on the side of a old, well-known port assembly?
1: Oh, Your Honor, just to re- recall... And I- as
0: you just helpfully showed us, all the claims are... That have no material difference among them?
1: Your, your Honor, uh, I want to be sure I reserve time for rebuttal. May I you answer will your have question? Rebuttal time. All right. Thank you, Your Honor. Yes. At all Look, Bard uh, invented power injectable ports. It realized that they had to be identifiable so you didn't harm patients. You have to be able to identify in, a, in the moment that they're uh, power injectable. That's what the FDA wanted. We were the first to get FDA approval. The patents are related, Your Honor. But we think you can simply dispose of this case It's an easy reversal after angiodynamics because the patents as in angiodynamics claim means of conveying the information, and it's not your pen case because they're not observable to the human eye. You need an x-ray or you need palpation. When you say it's not observable to the human eye, you don't think the CT on the bottom
0: of the housing of the port assembly is seeable?
1: Absolutely, Your
0: Honor, but... I'm sorry, Your Honor. I don't understand what you mean by it's not seeable.
1: To After implantation, Your Honor. <laughs> After implantation, which is claimed. So the, the key thing here is we're not talking about letters on the outside of a box. We're not talking about use instructions in a prescription drug insert. So supposing
2: your method patent started with the words, take a scalpel. So you don't need the x-ray. You just cut it open and read well, what's on the bottom.
1: Well, you're <laughs> Your Honor... The, the contribution to knowledge here was to enable, you know, ports keep patients from being turned into human pin cushions when they go through multiple injections. Mm-hmm. Anyone with, who, who knows people who've gone through chemotherapy knows that. And this enables the subcutaneously inserted port that protects the patient to be reliably identified as power injectable. That is capable of withstanding injections at a high rate of flow, mechanically assisted, that won't shatter the port and harm the patient. So, Your Honor, with respect, I, I don't think that the, the course, application that means the cutting the patient up. But,
2: but the, the surgeon could read that marking on the, well, on the court.
1: Your, Your Honor, these are interesting questions, but angiodynamics, unless this panel were to try to reverse the prior panel decision of the court, decided this question. There's no material difference between well, the apparatus we either, patents We could here.
2: distinguish it, or There's, we could ask for an in-bank.
1: Uh, Well, Your Honor, I I don't think there's a way to distinguish it because, and and I want to, if I could highlight one feature of the district court's opinion, I want to focus on the Step 1 legal error. The Step 1 legal error is at Appendix Page 17, where the court said, I am going to read the means as well as the message as part of the printed matter. That's directly contrary to angiodynamics. And then at the Appendix Page 28, footnote 138, The district court acknowledges and admits that he's bound by this court's precedent and his decision is in tension with this court's precedent, but he nonetheless is going to distinguish it because he said there are different records in the case. But, Your Honor, that's obvious legal error because the only record before you at Alice Step 1 is the claims. The claims which you, and you review the interpretation de novo.
0: Uh, My last question is, was it already known in the art to apply radio-opaque markers to other
1: medical devices? No, it was not, Your Honor. And again, well, Angio... I dispute that. that we, you So Bard was the first Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. Bard, no, no, no. I'm talking about any medical, medical device. Absolutely it was known. I'm sorry, Your Honor. Okay. It was known in the art with respect to other maybe... Uh, okay. Radiographic so, markers on so other so medical devices. Curious, yes.
0: What, can you just explain to me why it wasn't obvious to just go ahead and apply these well-known super basic radiographic markers to the well-known super basic known port assembly.
1: Well your honor first obviousness is down the line we haven't done one two and 103' yet. Yet. because and, and, it, it
0: occurred to me. Here's, so here's,
1: here's why your honor. And again, this was decided by angiodynamics. Remember angiodynamics has the alternative step to holding all the same prior art with respect to radiographic markers in medical devices, defibrillators, pacemakers, surgical swabs and sponges. It, yes, of course radiographic markers existed in other medical devices, but there was no port prior art in uh there's no one oh two. I understand yeah, that. there's no port prior art. Yeah. And, and and in fact port the port one decision, remember the PTAB found patentability for all three of the claims here. We cite that in the blue brief at page eleven footnote one if you wanted to See the tab. We got reexamination certificates. So we're, there's no question. And the re... You wonder if I could just sum up my answer to your question in one phrase. Ordered combination of the elements. So ordered combination of the elements, a phrase that goes all the way back to Mayo. Ordered combination of the elements is what you look at at step two. And the ordered combination of the elements here wants it... it wants you to look at ports, not defibrillators. And it wants you to look at radiographic markers to identify subcutaneously implanted ports and not other kinds of devices. And there was no port prior art. This court had before it the the patents that had radiographic markers to show flow rate, radiographic markers to show whether the port was upside down, but those are not ordered combination of the elements here. Power injectability is key to that. And so this court could affirm on step two under angiodynamics, no material difference in the record, Judge Wallach, you can't distinguish the prior art record here from the one before the court in Angiodynamics, there's nothing new that's port-specific. But, Your Honor, Honors, you don't need to do that. The court can reverse simply analysis at one under Angiodynamics. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh,
0: we'll reserve your rebuttal time. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, let's hear from the other side, and <clears throat> let's go with 20 minutes. You don't need to use it all, but you'll have 20 minutes.
2: Thank you, Your Honor.
4: Thank you, Your Honor. It's a pleasure to be before you. May it please the Court. <clears throat> and I will reserve one minute of time for the rebuttal. On office the
0: cross-field cross. course. Yeah.
4: The patents in this case are not to a power injectable port.
0: I'm sorry, could you just start right away with angiodynamics and explain oh. why okay. <sighs> this is not a carbon copy of the angiodynamics case. Those claims... That reasoning, why aren't our hands tied here?
4: Well, the patents in the angiodynamics case claim specifically to a power injectable port providing the power injectable measures. 35 psi flow rates. It's a, in all respects,
0: it's a traditional apparatus claim structure. Right. We, we have a traditional apparatus claim here. Right. It does claim a port assembly. In Port 1, we, our court construed these claims in front of us today as being a power-injectable port assembly. So I don't think your identification of the other claims in angiodynamics as actually referring to a power-injectable port assembly really makes any difference.
4: Well, in Chief Judge Shelby's analysis, he considered that very carefully. And it clearly is directed to a power-injectable port, the functionality. But it speaks to the message. It's information that is being provided by the patents in our case, different family, different family line. It provides three specific kinds of things. In the 302, they refer to it as the radiographic alphanumeric
0: characters.
4: It's not a structure. Radiopaque alphanumeric message. I don't know what structure a message can be. A radio really opaque identification feature principally used by shape. These things are the printed matter. Printed matter, the suggestion that you can separate the matter from the printing would viscerate, as the court said in NGO, the doctrine. Impossible. Wait, wait, are you saying we said that? No.
0: No, we didn't. Andrew. We said the opposite of that. We, this court in androdynamics, that there's a distinction between the information to be conveyed by these yes. radiographic alphanumeric messages and the means by which uh, the, right. you convey the information. And here, in androdynamics, just take it as a given that we held that that was sufficient to be directed to something that is not an abstract idea, that is not printed matter, because we split that claim limitation into, number one, the information being conveyed, and two, the means for conveying that information. Okay. And Chief Judge Shelby also
4: addressed that, and he harmonized that language to mean that... Excuse me. Which one? Quoting NGO... The court said, a conclusion that mere identification of a device device's own functionality is sufficient to constitute new functionality for purposes of the printed matter doctrine would eviscerate our established case law that simply added new instructions to a known product. does not create a functional relationship. So here, here you have the radio In our case, it's radio Alphanumeric characters. What is their relationship to the substrate? There is none. The, in order to have a relationship, it has to affect the primary purpose of that claim, which is power injection. Radiographic characters are, it's a property. And so you can see it under x-ray. It makes things uh, visible under x-ray. That's all it is. Density of material. High electron Compression, where you have a lot of density,
0: to take on. And we said in angiodynamics that's good enough to say that the claims passed must be under 101, and we reversed.
4: But you, I think we're having a disconnect perhaps in this conversation. I think we are. Yeah, the the radiographic marker itself is not a functional element of the port. It provides information about the port. It provides old information about the port. It's the only means in which you can provide I,
3: I'm a little confused. I mean, the radiographic marker is structural. You have to either etch it or do something to make it visible, right? No. The, well, then, where does it come from? It doesn't just magically appear. Somebody does something to the port to put a radiographic marker on there the information it conveys may be printed matter but the radiographic marker itself is structural
4: it is but it's not structurally related to a substrate the substrate in this context is power injectable port that is the it doesn't make the port function any differently if you remove it it's the same port it the, the purpose of the port is to provide higher volume of material through the port by higher pressures and flow rates. That rheographic substrate has no impact on that. It has nothing to do with it. It simply says you can use this device for that.
0: Do you have a copy of that Indrid Dynamics opinion? I do. Can you go to 1384? 1384. Yes, sir. A little bit down from the top. There's a sentence that says, when each claim is read as a whole...
4: When each claim is read as a whole,
0: yes. The focus of the claimed advance is not solely on the content of the information conveyed, but also on the means by which the information is conveyed. Yes, that's correct. And then, went further to say, these radiographic markers, you know, Mm -hmm. therefore make the claims patent eligible. So, what, what do you interpret the meaning of this one sentence I just quoted as referring to.
4: This would be correct if, as the exception that was noted, that if it's related to the substrate, the substrate in this context, just because it's affixed to it, isn't enough. It has to be functionally related. It's not structurally related, it's functionally related. It has no functional relationship to the port. The port provides fluids at a higher rate of volume and pressure.
0: Do you think we required that in the angiodynamics opinion when we found those claims to be patent eligible?
4: I think Chief Judge Shelby, in his opinion... I'm asking you about
0: our governing federal circuit case law.
4: I think the case law, it has to be read in the context of all of your our prior
0: decisions. And in your prior decisions, you say, I mean, this Andrew Dynamics is pretty much the closest, most relevant case to mm-hmm. the present case. Would you not agree?
4: I would. Okay. But it, I would say it does not reverse the other cases. It can't. You have to harmonize them, don't you? I think you have to look at what the intent was. Now, let let me, let me take a step I, back. I don't
3: understand that. I mean, this case is talking about the exact same things, and the other cases aren't. So are you suggesting that somehow this case is inconsistent with our prior precedent and we should ignore it? No,
4: we should not ignore it. I think it creates the impression that it's inconsistent because –
3: I mean, frankly, I think the whole analytical framework in angiodynamics is nuts using this printed matter doctrine in an Alice inquiry. I don't understand how we got there. Printed matter has always been – in 102, sure. 103 cases. So if you think this case is wrong, then I would just disregard it altogether. But it clearly, we're bound by this. And this is talking about port assemblies. I don't know where we're talking about anything else when this is the case that's on point and is binding, and it clearly found th- these kind of structures patent eligible. I don't get where you're saying that the, the radio pack, whatever it is, has to be part of the substrate. Where in our case law does it say that, particularly in this Angio case?
4: Well, it was, as, it was, as was stated, you, the print, in the printed matter doctrine, if the printed matter is the only thing that remains to support patentability, it's ineligible under that basis.
3: Yeah, that's what we said in this case. Most of the time, maybe there's another stray case out there on that. Almost all the times I've seen printed matter, it hasn't had anything to do with eligibility. It's had to do with either anticipation or obviousness, and you can't distinguish a prior reference by just adding an instruction manual. Yes, you know, right? Really that doesn't get you out of anticipation by saying, "Oh, here's an instruction manual on how to use the patented bike." You don't get it.
4: Right. I I understand that. May I address your your point? On the printed matter doctrine, and why it is, why it was said to be under 101. The Alice doctrine says that if you find that the call the claimed advance, if you will, is a abstract idea, it is within the confines of Alice. And I think what happened is they found that the printed matter itself is an abstract provides information, and because oh I understand that's what they did it. It just seems bizarre idea. to
3: me because we never use printed matter that way, but we're stuck with it. Yeah. but you're stuck with it too. Oh, yeah. you know you don't get to read it a different way based yeah. on all these other old printed matter cases right. that were used for a different purpose. And so what they looked at in Angio Max that we're talking about is the whole thing and right. said. This is directed to a port with all these different features. And that's enough to make it patent eligible, even if a small portion of it, the printed matter, is ineligible. Why isn't this case on all fours with that?
4: Well, printed matter itself, it, it is printed matter. It's vis- The printed matter in this case is visible the on the... The claims here
3: aren't just to the printed matter though. Every single one of them is to a port assembly. Aren't they?
4: No. In this instance, this in our case specifically, this these claims, we should look at a claim, is directed to information from the claim. Looking at claim one from this patent.
1: It's a access, which
4: patent? I'm, I'm sorry.
3: No, okay, so you're going to read this fair one. Fair the fair claim fair. itself says it's to a port assembly. Yes, what you're is. saying is that there's the claimed advance here mm-hmm. is information.
2: Yes, exactly. but
3: that's the same thing that was in Angiomax, and we said you can't just look at the claimed advance. You have to look at the thing as an order combination under Alice, and it's to a port assembly, so it's eligible.
4: When you look at the claim as a whole, everything in that claim is known in art. So the so old- that
3: makes it obvious. It doesn't make it ineligible.
4: In Angio, it said that if the advance, you look at the claimed advance, what is that claimed advance? The claimed advance is the provision of information by this element that is not related to the substrate. It's not related to the port assembly. It's related to the provision of information. It's providing the, the rate of opaque material has nothing to do with the port. You take it out, it runs the same. You put it back, it runs the same. It's not structurally related. It's to the sub- substrate. Wasn't that oh, true yeah. in
3: the prior decision?
4: Which prior? The anti- no, we're talking about anti- angiomax,
3: angiodynamics.
4: Yes, that's why they said the print did matter, doctrine. But the yet product. we still
3: held it eligible. This is what I don't understand. is It's the exact same stuff.
0: Was- Can you walk us through... Mm-hmm. why the angiodynamics claim is patent eligible, but these claims are somehow different from those claims and therefore ineligible.
4: Okay. In the
0: because I'll just let you know right now I don't see any difference. Okay.
4: In the case of the in the in the angiodynamics case, the call of the claim, the claim focuses on the power-injectable port, which, by the way, has been in existence for a very long time. It wasn't invented by Lord. But here, they're claiming a power-injectable port. Let's see. We'll look at the 417. The 417 patent is an assembly for identifying a power-injectable port, access port. A first identifiable feature, um, having a first access port, the first feature identifying the access port is suitable for flow flowing fluid at a fluid flow rate of at least one milliliter per second. Second identifiable feature um, to the access port, perceiving... um uh, Sorry. The uh, at least one milliliter per second through the access port. A second and above feature incorporated into the access port, perceivable following subcutaneous impl- implementation, and then it refers to the cavity at least thirty-five psi. This is a a apparatus claim that claims the function of the port through its physical properties related to the port structure. There's no discussion here. And this claim, this claim does not explain any relationship of the radio-opaque material, which has nothing to do with any of that. Right? So the radio-, opaque material then is used for...
0: You're still talking about the androdynamics dynamics claim, right? That's the radiodynamics
4: claim. Okay. So now we go to, we'll look at, at the claim in the case here.
3: I mean, and
0: wasn't okay, never mind. Keep going.
3: Aren't they identifiable features in this in this angiodynamic when it talks about first identifiable feature, second identifiable feature, isn't that printed matter?
4: It is printed matter, yes. But, they, but it is also it is also I'm sorry, maybe I misunderstood your question. You say it again. What the first identifiable feature? It's
3: printed matter, right? The angiodynamics patent has it's a port, and then it has these features that tell you what the port can do. You say those features that tell you what the port can do are not are what makes it not eligible.
4: Yes, that's correct. I mean the
3: aerodynamics right. one, but we found it eligible, and that's the claim advance there too. I mean it's the same thing. It's a vascular that va- vascular access port. Mm-hmm. Which you say, I mean, everybody agrees is nobody's, in, none of you have invented that. And then what's changing it or what's making it eligible or what's making it, you know, different from the prior art is these identifiable features. If, if your argument holds true for the patent we have here, then it should have held true for angiodynamics patent. Most likely. I mean, but, but we can't overrule that.
4: It may be an en banc situation.
3: Let me try this. We're not taking this case on bond. Let me
2: try this on you. Go ahead. Angiodynamics draws a distinction between the printed matter, the radiographic printed matter, and the means used to convey the information. Right. Because it was, and and, and there the court was referring to means as process or method. Uh, They were analyzing two device patents and one methods patent. The methods patent specified the use of Venus port assemblies as compatible with CT scanning requirements. And the court's description of means, quoting that, refers to its finding that the claimed invention, now unquoted, makes the claimed port particularly useful for the purpose of CT scanning. Right. Because the marker allows the implanted device to be readily and reliably identified via x-ray as used during CT imaging. This doesn't mean that means, means the material, materiality of the radiographic marker material itself, but rather the process through through which it's used and useful in the context of a methods patent. But there's no methods patent at issue here. I think that's your distinction, if there is one.
4: Well, certainly the 639 patent is what you're referring to. And certainly there's a distinction between the method patent and the apparatus. We have, in our case here, in the, in the Medcom case, apparatus claims. And addressing those apparatus claims, you, you have to take it in the context of all of your precedents. And I would agree with you that the latest case, the Angio case, creates what seems to be a conflict with the traditional use of the existing, understandable...
3: I don't understand why we're here, frankly. I don't understand why this isn't a question of obviousness, about whether the printed Matter Doctrine which is some of these claims seem to be contained, printed matter. Mm-hmm. Whether that, once excluded, makes these claims
0: obvious or not. because do you think, have a 103 challenge?
3: Yes, we
4: do, sir. We, 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 we haven't spoken
0: about Alice at all, and I think that's... No, that's fine. Unfortunately, we're out of time, yeah. but we have it all in the briefs. But could you just tell us about your 103 challenge? Is it basically the idea that... It was already well known to add radiographic material to uh, yes. implanted medical devices, and yes. the claimed medical device here, uh, in terms at least structurally, is all known elements, and so therefore, skilled artisan be likewise motivated to add off mm-hmm. numeric radiographic material to right. the side of a port assembly.
4: Yes, and we have all of that. It is exactly that I think you said. So, right. if this
0: were to be remanded, I guess you would try to go for summary judgment on that.
4: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If I may just say one thing, the, the thing in the rate, the thing about the contention between the Andrew Nams case and this, is that what that radiographic marker is doing, all it is doing, is telling you what the port could do. It's a, already what it has as a as a. Thought here that you should not allow, in our case at least, the printed matter doctrine that you said is per se abstract. That's the reason why it was put on the Alice list. We think it's printed matter that's providing the functionality that they're claiming. Okay. We have your doctrine.
0: argument. Thank our, you very much. We'll you. give you one minute for your
1: rebuttal. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honors. Three quick points. Obviousness is not here. BEDCOMP did not move for some reason. on obviousness. I,
3: do you have, maybe, I, I think you're going to say no, but I could not follow at all the distinctions between that, those patent claims we looked at in our prior case and the ones you have here. They're a little bit more detailed about the information that's being conveyed, but isn't it the same information?
1: It's exactly the same information, and it's exactly the same means. So the two apparatus patents at issue in NGO dynamics, the claims are, indistinguishable, materially indistinguishable from the claims here. And the claims here, remember, as to angiodynamics, were already upheld as non-obvious by the Patent Office. So, Your Honor, indistinguishable from angiodynamics. It is on all fours, and it does control. Second, I just want to – I appreciate, Judge Hughes, the uh, oddity of importing the 102-103 use of unpatentable printed matter into the 101 inquiry, but I think – What the court tried to do in Angiodynamics is reconcile printed matter with Alice by what we talked about earlier: claim as a whole. It's just and and, and the key holding of Angiodynamics is not.
3: I mean, you can I can read the case and understand it, but. We get enough criticism for expanding 101 <laughs> into everything. Yes. I don't understand why we're expanding it into printed matter.
1: I, I, under, understood, Your Honor. But here, it's easily resolved because this is not solely directed to printed matter. Not solely directed, and that ends the case. These are means, whether they're etched, Your Honor, whether they appear on a raised plate, whether there's a use of radiographic ink, all of which are embodiments. If it was
3: solely directed to printed matter, we wouldn't even need Alice, right? Because it just wouldn't be that's exactly statutory.
1: Right, 100%. That's exactly right. Just a quick word, uh, Mr. Zayer spent a lot of time on no functional relationship. I want to point out that we win under 101 under angiodynamics, even if there is no functional relationship to the substrate. Angiodynamics found no functional relationship to the substrate and still found patent eligibility on the ground that it was not solely directed to non-patentable printed matter. And, Your Honor, last point, you asked whether the prior art had... Uh, I want the key distinction on the prior art is the prior art didn't have uh, any uh, power injectable ports using radiographic markers, none. And don't take it from me, take it from the PTAB because they found each of these three patents patentable over reexamination in the reexamination. So the
0: reexam requester did a flawed job.
1: I'm sorry, your honor.
0: Nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the cross appeal. He's going to get up and. Uh, yes, your honor. The, uh, the judge said law of the case, so it wouldn't really be that objectionable if we were to reverse in your favor on the appeal to likewise, at a minimum, vacate and remand on the cross-appeal, given that there really wasn't any independent reasoning on the, on the other side's patents.
1: That's correct, Your Honor. We, okay. we think you could affirm for, uh, uh for, for uh, sorry, we think you, we think they forfeited their argument, uh, and you could affirm, but we would also accept that you should vacate and remand for instructions to Use the proper reasoning because the reasoning was identical.
0: So. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Just on the cross appeal, yes. On that last
4: point, um, we think it's more than reasonable that if patents covering the same things are eligible, they're all eligible. If they're not eligible, they're not. They're all ineligible. We've never taken an opposite position that one company can have the same claims that cover the, pretty much the same scope. Being different. In, in the
3: future, it might behoove you to provide more than one paragraph on your argument, particularly when you concede that the patents are somewhat different, right? I mean, one paragraph doesn't really tell us why you think you should win your cross-appeal very much. Mm-hmm. In, certain, in su- certain circumstances, if you don't give us an argument, we find it forfeited. I see.
4: I
0: see. Would you say that your claims in your patent are really overlapping subject matter with the claims in BARD's patents?
4: Well, they claim to a port with a radiographic identifiable markers.
0: Right. They're both claiming the same thing. It sure, seems like the PTO should have provoked an interference here.
4: Well, there was an interference. It, however, there was an interference. There was an interference. There was a priority contest. Yes, there was a priority contest.
0: You're a first to invent patent, and they're a first to invent patent. There was, so there was that. But the the and then the PTO shot both patents out the door. <laughs> well,
4: I, I I honestly can't remember. Never mind, it's okay.
0: Yeah. We we have your arguments on the cross appeal. Thank you very much.
4: Thank you. Case is submitted.